Since 2020 has totally sucked balls, I decided I wanted to do something fun, something that interested me. Well, here it is, my own podcast. The whole point behind this, I got a lot of shit going on inside of this brain, thoughts outside of my regular job, which isn't hockey, and I have all kinds of other interests. I love music, guitars, motorcycles, the arts, and even a good old-fashioned bungee jump. And through this downtime and lots of thinking, I said, screw it, I'm going to do a podcast where I talk to some really cool people about some really cool shit, and I thought there really isn't a better time than now, seeing as I don't have a job. Anyways, I really hope you like this. I've lived all over the world, met some really cool people, so you'll get to sit in with me, and we'll basically have a big jam session. So let's stop pissing about, and welcome to My Motley Thoughts. My guest today is um, super stoked about gentlemen, fellow Canadian from Terrace, BC, uh, moved to New York in 96, uh, then to LA in 2000. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, when I'm doing this. Uh, regular at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa, finalist in NBC's Last Comic Standing. Been on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, Tonight Show, Wrap-Up Show on Howard Stern, Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, and Jay Leno, yada, yada, yada. He also has a new album uh, called Everybody Wants Some, which I highly recommend you check out on all the platforms. My friend, comedian, and below average beer league hockey player, Mr. <laughs> Ian Bag. <laughs> I love it. I love a good I love a good smack in the face from real hockey players. Because all the comic friends that I have, they think they think I'm a wizard, you know? <laughs> it's so funny. I'm just like, oh my God, you're three you're three-legged donkeys, because I'm a donkey. So <laughs> It's, it's awesome. I remember uh, you posted something once a while, a while back and you were on the ice with uh, Heli. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had Heli when I worked in Winnipeg and I, it was out of the blue. I had no idea you even knew them. And, and then you were on the ice with them. <laughs> I was pissing myself. <laughs> you know, it's so funny being, I don't know what kind of, I don't know what it is in my brain, but all I could think was, even though there's no way this can happen. What if, what if I like, even though, you know, the people that we know are like, go out and have fun. And, and Wade's yelling at me, shoot. I know you can shoot the puck, shoot the puck. But I'm just like, because ah. in my head, also I'm like, I shoot and it hits him in the, it hits him in the Adam's apple and I cost millions of dollars. But I guess that's what makes me, me. I, I, I don't, I go just insane. I'm like, what if I hurt him? They're like, you're not going to hurt him. You can shoot, but you're not going to hurt him. But in my head, I'm like, I just don't want to, I don't want to get anybody hurt. Anybody in trouble. There's millions of dollars on the ice. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> I forgot flats was on there too. eh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, you had a, you had a lot of pressure. Oh, a lot of pressure. A guy with guy that you grew up with, uh, heroes that you that you just seen on TV, and then then some kid that's just that's, that's stopping everything that comes near him. So <laughs> it was great. It made me howl seriously. One of the things actually that uh, my son and I were just talking about is a long time ago when they were kids, we used they were um, totally into that. Was that movie MVP? Right. <laughs> Well, get this. I had no idea. So we're flipping through and we say, oh, let's watch this one. It's MVP2. And I'm like, what? That's freaking Ian. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That's my hockey claim to fame right there, my friend. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Playing, playing hockey with a chimp. 
You know, it's, you know, it's, it was such a bizarre little, like how it happened. So I signed with this management company and of course it's like in anything, they always ask you, what do you want to do to get a kind of a feel from you? Right. They always say that after they signed you and it's, it blows my mind. I'm like, shouldn't you know this before you sign me just in case you don't have any connections on what I want to do. And I was tired of the question because I'd been through a couple of managers and I'd been through all these meetings and I decided on this, these guys. And then, and then I, the people that I decided on are, are dumb as rocks too. So, you know, like, <laughs> so I go, I want to be in a hockey movie and I want to work with a chimpanzee. That's, that's what I said. Right. And thinking that honest to God, three weeks later to the D what if you could work with a monkey in a hockey movie? <laughs> Like what? Are you serious? I couldn't even. I, it's it, it's so it's it was so and I'm just like, all right. And then and they're like, we we're we we're friends with the producers. We want to uh, we want we want to get you in. I met them. Uh, it was a Robert Vince. He's from Vancouver. Uh, we got along great. Uh, I I did a, some some stupid Swedish accent for them. They thought it was stupid. My character did nothing but eat hot dogs and play hockey and hung out with a chimpanzee. So it was great. Yeah, I just had a great time. And and you know it's like anything people are nuts as well like he'd come on the director would come on the ice and tell us to keep it real and then and then uh, and then push a monkey onto the ice you know to play hockey i was like okay all right yeah can i get yelled at all the time i get yelled at like we have to do that again because bag was just paying attention to the chimpanzee because he just like we should play with him you know we should play with him a little bit so yeah and the trainers didn't have he could skate better than the trainers it was awesome it was so good Oh, we watched it quite a few times. Just the, the parts you were in, that was it. That's it. Perfect. It, it was hilarious. Absolutely. That was a good time. So, and we got to we got to hang out at uh, GM Place, uh, you know, film there for a bunch of, you know. Uh, I remember uh, Marcus Naslin came down and one of, the oh, security no guard, one of the security guards kicked him out. <laughs> Didn't know who he was? Didn't know who he was and kicked him out. And everybody's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so spooky. Oh. A few ho- uh, movies that they, when it's based around hockey, they always seem to be floating around here. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you, right? Uh, yeah, why yeah, wouldn't yeah. you? Why? That was such a, such a great place. All those rinks that are around there and stuff. And you can get the, you can get the talent. And, you know, you get, you get the, you get the hockey talent as well as the actor talent. Cause everybody comes there for acting. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's why I'm guessing. So I remember was- back when um, happy, happy Gilmore came out. Mm-hmm. And we're watching the beginning and with the, the film footage of when he's a kid mm-hmm. and uh, he's uh, f- trying to skate around. He's off. He's got the big fro and then he lines up for pictures. He's got a freaking North Surrey minor hockey jersey <laughs> yeah. on. The exact same jerseys that I had when I played. It was probably it was probably somebody got them from you know how you everybody turned in your jerseys at the end they probably got them from a locker room like yeah. that's, that's what they do they just go into those buildings and see what they can get right so well he must have looked at some pictures too because we had dudes on my team that looked exactly like that with that's the probably, big throws stones I'm sh- I'm I, I'm positive somebody that worked on that movie just brought in pictures from home and said this is what our and so probably just probably somebody you grew up with so yeah no doubt. It's, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. Speaking of where I'm from, <laughs> for, pe- for the listeners that uh, when I did the intro, I said you're from Terrace, BC. Terrace. So, so is it a mile wide? Oh, it's a mile <laughs> long. 
<laughs> I don't even know if it's out. It's more a trailer. It's more like a trailer. It's not that wide. It's longer. It's longer than it is wide. So yeah, one trailer not, park. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, it's 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 not that tiny. I think it's about eleven thousand people, but it's just there's nothing around it, right? As soon as right. you get out, as soon as you get out of the city limits, you're not you're not stopping for gas. If you're if you're if you're low, you fill up before you leave, kind of thing. So yeah. Other than you, I think I've met one maybe you know one or two people i remember my first year junior he said a guy played with he was a veteran and i was just a kid and he said I, i'm from terrace who was that i can't remember i, I played with him my first year in summerland in the bc hockey league uh-huh. i think that's who it was a- anyways I, I was like i had no idea where anything was back then i you know i went to summerland and i didn't even know where summerland was and i'm sure that wasn't much bigger Oh no, no! But you could get to you could get to Penticton within <laughs> ten minutes. You know that's that's the difference. Kelowna, so, Penticton, yeah, it was all really yeah. nice there. But yeah, well, you, Ter- know, you know Wade. Wade, I grew up with Wade in there. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, probably Jeff Sharples. You probably know him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm sure there's some hockey players that I I played yeah. with or, or knew that I didn't know they were from Terrace. You played in, you played in New West, right? Is that yep. where you played? Yeah. Yep. So I'm trying to think who went in New West. Uh, I, maybe I was, Lance Carlson would he have played there no that was before before uh, yeah yeah Billy Billy Ranford it was kind of Billy was before me then I came in at the tail end of the new Westminster Bruins so I was with uh Scott Daniels Link Gates uh yeah <laughs> it was the big goon squad at the end yeah yeah, well, they were always known for being tough. I remember, I remember, I went to some camp, and I'm trying to think who, who the co- there was the coach from. The, no, was it the owner or somebody? Somebody had money. Somebody had money, right? Um, uh, Mr. Dixon had money. He, somebody was at this this camp that I was at, and and they're like, "Well, I want to see him because he's big." And and, and, and then there, was, you know, I was 14, and there was guys with beards, and just just like I'm just like, this isn't for me, you know. <laughs> Being punched in the face is not as fun without a without a shield. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Back so, then it was it was nuts. Well, I just remember there was there was guys that would do weird things like tie themselves up and then have to break out of the ropes. That was their pregame ritual or something like that. You know, it was just weird <laughs> shit like that. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Um, I remember my first year pro. I, when I when I uh, I I was kind of naive and everything, and I get there, and, and my roommate and uh, was Steve Fletcher. Mm-hmm. He was this uh, half uh, black, half white guy, and and huge fighter. Um, and uh, he used to go into the other this other spare dressing room that had toilets in there, and sit in the toilet, have a smoke, and take his take his suities. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, those. That, that was his pregame. Oh my god! And then he'd come out, and you could see his eyes were just wired. Uh, yeah, I remember trying that. Yeah, it's funny because the guys that I grew up with that went and played were really, really tough guys. But yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't scary when you played midget with them, or or you know, like stuff like. But for some reason, that next jump was just like no. Yeah. I just, yeah, and I, I'm kind of a mama's boy, which is weird because uh, I, I I get off on traveling. But at that age, I was like, I don't, I, I don't, because you had to go so far away to play. Yeah. Being from Terrace, you didn't, you know, it wasn't like you're going like an hour or two away. You were going 14 hours away to play. So I guess that's 
where it kind of it kind of spreads and splits on yeah. the road and because i remember i left my first year for for summerlin training camp uh i was 15 mm-hmm. and I, my first year in the bc hockey league i was 15 and and i I remember my my uncle actually managed to get me this tryout, and they all thought it was just going to be good for experience. And mm-hmm. my mom and dad thought, "Oh, that's so nice, Dusty." And <laughs> and then, so I I had full intention of making this team. Right. And they they thought no chance. And then I I literally uh, got a, a um, meeting with the the coach, and and he's like, uh, "We'd like you to stay, we, but you know, we would like you to." ask your parents if that's okay. Cause you'd be going to school here, billets, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Oh yeah, that's good. We're good. And, <laughs> We're good. and then he's like, well, you should call him. And I said, okay, I will. And um, so we'll, we'll send you back on the weekend. You can pack up and then come back for Monday. I said, sure. So I, uh, they got me a bus. Love it. Uh, I got on the bus and I got, I remember this. I don't have a great memory, but I remember this. I stopped in Princeton on the bus and I was like, Oh shit, I forgot to call my parents. <laughs> so I called them in Princeton and I told my mom, I said, Hey uh, mom, I'm on my way back. And she's like, Oh, that's nice, honey. Uh, you have a good time. I said, yeah, I made the team. <laughs> and she's there was silence. And then my, all of a sudden my dad gets on the phone. what did you say to your mom? <laughs> and no I said, way. She was crying. Yeah. And I said, I, I made the team dad. And he's like, you what? He goes, what are you talking about? And I said, yeah, I'm on my way home. I got a pack. I got to be back for money for school. That's hilarious. <laughs> he was like, we're talking about this when you get home. And like, I was down. There's no way I was getting on that bus. It didn't matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's what's, that's, what's great about it. Right. Just a, uh, so much drive and a little bit of na- and naivety, you oh, know, very you know, much. Yeah, you, you got to have that. You have to have that too. It's it's not like now where you can go on the computer and do everything. You had to make your way there. You it's know, pretty similar in all professions. Yeah, yes. Yeah, like I when 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 it came to me with stand up, I had to make my way to Vancouver and yeah. and fail, and then make my way to New York and fail. You know, and, right. and but you had to you had to make that that I'm going I'm going to be I'm going to get there no matter what. You know, nothing's going to stop me. Whereas, yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool now in a way with entertainment, you can live in your hometown and create, you know, that part's uh, cool. yeah. And I would say with the same with hockey or any sports, you can create these videos that can show you off, which will give you more opportunity to go to different places, more of like, maybe right. not Summerland, you know, like one play where <laughs> it might've been closer to home, you know? So, right. No, I actually, last night I was just watching this uh, documentary, on netflix or one of the channels and it was about uh the heavy metal days mm-hmm. and and that's that's my genre i'm the 80s uh yeah. metal head and it was really cool because it talked about the strip and and that whole movement mm-hmm. uh and they talked about that exact same thing they were these old guys that were in you know bands like striper and you know right, right. made in all these bands and they were saying how nowadays you can just float out all your stuff right from right where you are and he goes mm-hmm. back when he was growing up you literally had to get on a bus pull whatever money you had left and right get, get to la or wherever and literally club it night after night after night on a shoestring you know on a shoestring which i which i call failure but it isn't failure is you know like it's right. just like broken and, and just like i when i got to new york i was living on 25 dollars a day I, oh, no you know, shit. I was paying $14 a night to stay in a youth hostel 
I was and I was making twenty five dollars, and you know that I had eleven dollars for the rest of my day, and wow. I was completely illegal, and uh, you know, and and, uh, and the club owner had seen me someplace and was like, "Come on down," and then he, they all paid everybody under the table there, and you know, I was like, you know, wow. the days that I didn't work, you're, you're like, oh, you had to save for those days. So wow. I had I had seven hundred dollars Canadian when I went to New York, which transferred to four fifty American or something like that at that time. So wow, yeah, that's a great story, man. That's so yeah. cool. How, and uh, what made you decide to to leave and go to L.A.? Was it the scene better there, or what was it? No, a little bit. You know, I love New York. It's it's so it's so good and so bad at the same time. But um. I, I would just, I'd, I'd be doing all these trips to, I was starting to do commercials and stuff and I was ending up in, in uh, LA and it was just always the same weather. Mm-hmm. It was always the same weather where, and I go back to New York, it was either hot, or extremely hot, freezing, <laughs> raining, you know, and I come to LA and it was like eh, 79 to 81, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a West coast kid. So I, I, you know, even though you gr- I didn't grow up in Vancouver, I grew up close to the ocean and right. I, 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 in the mountains and I feel like I'm more of a West coast kid. So one day I just said to my uh, agents, I said, I said, can I live in LA? And they said, you can live wherever you want, bruh. And I said, okay, I'm going to move to LA. So, uh, and then I moved here and it was weird because LA was such a different stand-up scene. Like I was in I would, oh, in New York, I was doing you know, three or four sets every night, you know, f- between five and seven sets a night on, in, you know, on, on the weekend. So, and then I get to LA and there's like three clubs and it was, it was, you know, these guys that ha- all had, were on TV and doing their, you know, right. their, their sitcoms and stuff. And then me coming in, I do commercials and I've been on uh, Conan O'Brien, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, back of the bus. So, <laughs> so, you know, I had to grind again. So it was, it was one of those grinds. It's funny though, uh, uh, hockey's fit in for me every time. Like, so when I lived in New York, uh, when I first got to New York, I started, uh, there was a, a manager there who didn't manage me, but he played hockey and he asked me, Hey, I heard you're from Canada. Can you play hockey? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you want to play on our team? I was like, all right. So I played on their team a little bit, but I ended up, oh. I ended up coaching in uh, at Skyrink. I don't know if you remember, uh, which is now Chelsea Piers. Okay. Skyrink used to be on top of like this building, and then they moved it to Chelsea Piers after they redid Chelsea Piers. And I ended up coaching there and playing hockey. I played in a police flyer, police fire, and actor league. It was, it, it was say that again. <laughs> police fire and actor league. So it was a one actor team, and that was okay. that was uh, me and me and my buddy, and I was a couple other actors, uh, Tim Robbins, and all these. You know, there was all these these idiots, and um, and then there was uh, an NYPD team. There was a uh, New York Fire Department two teams, and then a Secret Service team, uh, a CIA team, and a, an FBI team, and we all played in the same league. No and, way. And we'd play like, and it was, it was because everybody had their days. They, a lot of the people had their days free. So we'd play like at noon on Tuesday and Thursday or something like that. And it was, it was, it was really cool. It was that really is. cool. And it actually got me one of my, my first uh, movie roles. I, Cause I, I never, I'd never said what I did, even though I was on this, you know, <laughs> actor team. Uh, and, and Tim Robbins found out that I was uh, a comedian so he's like, hey, will you come on? They sent me in. Will you come audition for this movie called um, The Cradle Will Rock? 
right. it's about uh, uh, the government theaters and and uh, communism during the, I think the 40s or whatever it is uh, and I was like yeah sure so I went in red and he gave me a part and as I got to hang out with Bill Murray and uh, and, no and, his mom and, and it got me into it got me into the union and stuff like that so it was pretty cool but i never said to him hey i'm an actor or anything i just I, you know i just always just like i just had fun with him so he just kind of like all right yeah it wasn't ever oh, that's how my you know my my modus operandi was i was never p- too pushy so right yeah as far as your con- the, that connection between the the comedians and the actors and stuff do do they cross over a, a lot as far uh, as your how friends do you mean and friends and like uh networking and yeah yeah yeah, no we i think a lot of us you know it's it's weird a lot of us i think we are friends but as your career grows you grow away from each other like you really like some guys are really tight you know Mm. and they're still tight but uh and they started out together like everybody i started out together with in vancouver is basically i don't I'm not in touch with them. They're not doing stand-up. They live in Europe. Uh, there's a couple in America that I still keep in touch with, but they're not in LA. We're not, you know, we're not hanging. So I don't really consider that I have a, a close, like, knit from the people that I stand, I started with, right? So, right. Um, but I, I have a lot of friends and uh, a lot of people that I respect and stuff. But as you grow, you you know, like we, we all start out, we're on the same, we're on the same level. And we're just trying to get on stage at the same time. Now you're getting, you're getting to, you know, middling or featuring for somebody. So I go with this guy and you go with that guy. Right. Right. And now, uh, and then one of you becomes a headliner. So that person that becomes a headliner takes his buddy on the road with him. Right. Mm. Now you're both headliners after one, the one guy, after the headliner doesn't want to follow the guy that goes <laughs> better. Right. So now you're both headliners and you split up again. So it's just kind of like this meh, 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 and you just kind of split up. Right. But, but we've had, you know, uh, I, I try to keep in touch with guys, uh, the guys that enjoy hockey. I'm closer with, um, right. I get a lot of, uh, you know, questions about hockey and stuff like that. And, uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, I just, it's, it's pretty cool. And then we had, we've had, uh, a couple like that that police fire league we had that and then we had a a monday night skate here in la for quite a while there was a bunch of comedians and it was guys that couldn't skate at all like uh uh that would come out um uh, vince vaughn came out and skated with us a couple times and he you know had to hang on to the boards and stuff so it was pretty cool and he's a big hockey fan eh? he's a big hockey i'd like to start it up again because guys guys love the game and they they love the game even more once they've played and figured out oh it's a little tougher than it looks you know right like, well you appreciate it more right yeah you appreciate it more and and yeah yeah no yeah it's it's good so yeah it's like anything if it's done if it if it's done well it looks easy right 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 so yeah well back to your your profession and actually your you in particular I I wanted to ask you and I've always thought I wondered whenever I watched you. Uh, and I've seen a ton of comedians, <laughs> and uh, right, but, <laughs> but but y- your style, your version of comedy is so so different. It's now was it always has it always been the same? And for the for the people the listeners the people that don't know, uh, Ian's uh, how how can I even explain? He uses the crowd. <sighs> 
and when I mean uses, <laughs> abuses, use. <laughs> uses or abuses, and it's most most of it. I don't know what percentage you use, but it seems like seventy five or more percent is just off the cuff and whatever yeah. happens the back and forth. And then you have a few standard jokes you put in, in the middle. Has it always been like that for you? Pretty well, when I first started out, I was very deadpan and very, um, one liner, uh, Stephen Wright was huge when I first started. So oh, a yeah, lot of guys were doing that. And I used to hang out with a guy named, um, um, uh, Mitch Hedberg. We had very much the same style and he used to come up to Vancouver and we used to go do these sets all around town and, uh, hang out and you know we we hung out because we all both had long hair we liked heavy metal music uh um and we had the we had the, the same style so we felt like neither of us you know one of us wasn't juggling in front of the other to cause havoc for the guy behind him because right. we didn't but I, I was already starting to talk to the crowd like I'd, I'd make stuff up you know when they'd say things to me so it's it's I never I never felt it was a speech I always felt like it was a conversation Right. What, what I do. And that's basically to this day, it's just grown. It's grown into this monster of a, of a thing. But oh, it's a monster. Right. It's a monster. <laughs> I used to get fired every so often because headliners didn't, they wouldn't, they, like, he just wraps the crowd. He just gets the crowd going. They get crazy. They think they can talk to me after he's been on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was. Yeah. It's, I, I, and I'll explain. I'll go back to the first time that we, I went to see you and this will kind of tie into how we know each other. Um, my buddy, Corey Hirsch, who um, we played against each other, right? We knew each other since junior. Um, and I can't remember, like I told you, I had a bad, I have a bad memory, but I remember Hershey telling me, yeah, um, my friend of mine is in town. You got to go check him out. At, I don't know where it, where it would have been at Yuck Yucks or somewhere in Vancouver. It was at I think it it was called the comedy mix by that time, but it okay. was it was on it was on Davy and uh, Davy and what's that? not Berard it's like around that area Davy right. yeah. yeah yeah right yeah. right next to the hospital in the in a big tall building yeah it was right, in the, right, right. In the basement of that yeah and he's like and I said yeah okay that sounds cool he goes no no seriously you got to go <laughs> check this out oh that's he's awesome. But he didn't tell me kind of anything about you, really, other than your friends and stuff. And uh, my wife and I went, and I was uh, I was floored, <laughs> blown away, actually. And and from that's how it all started. And and then years later, I'm I'm in L.A. I'm working with the Kings, and you're right there. Yeah. Uh, where were you when you first time you seen me? Where were you working? Oh, you know what? I can't even remember. It was like it was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while. It was. Corey was still in Toronto, I think. I might like, have, that's how far back. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even think I was coaching yet. Oh, really? No, I think I just retired and was struggling <laughs> as a regular human being. Right. And uh, hadn't Imagine moved, that. <laughs> moved over to coaching. But uh, when I got to L.A. and found, found out you were actually your home, do you call it your home Base. My home club, yeah. I would yeah, say my home club, club is uh, Hermosa Beach, yeah. Right. And uh, went, and I I don't know, I think I went once on my own first, but then I thought, you know what, this would be awesome for me to start taking uh, the goalies. Mm -hmm. And I remember I told Soupy, and <laughs> I said, we're going to go to the, my buddy Ian Bag, uh, his show. 
And uh, he's like, oh, great. Then I kind of explained a little bit about you and how you are. And like, oh, you got to hear this, how he does this. And if you get, if you're anywhere close to the front, you're fucked. And you, if you know Soupy, like he's mm-hmm. really um, shy and in, mm-hmm. inter, very keeps things close to himself. And I could tell as the days got closer, he was getting nervous. Cause he started to ask me like, uh, are they reserving seats for us? And I'm like, oh yeah, probably. Are you just getting us tickets? And he goes, it would be close to the front. And I'm like, well, maybe. Cause we're, we'll be like VIP. And he's like, is there any way we could, uh, you know, sit That's further cool. back? And sure enough, when it started, like at first he was really tense. And then you I don't remember if it was that show or another show, but you gave a shout out. yeah Yeah. and you know the LA Kings goalie blah 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 and he was totally freaked out he thought oh no this is it we're (laughs) we're we're coming down roasted (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny it's funny that you you know I I, first of all when I invite people I try not to put them in the ring and the ring is where I (laughs) know where my eyesight stops you know like where i can where i can where something's gonna happen but i will talk all the way to the back of the room like if you if you engage me i will i will i will talk you to the right. back room. and every so often i'll ask hey back there and hopefully somebody will talk to me you know i just kind of if some so i don't i don't ever know what makes me talk to somebody but <laughs> there's just something happens and i end up talking to them and i always if somebody feels uncomfortable i stop like i i, I can like if they're i you can, can tell read that anxiety. yeah i can read it but if they're having anxiety and they turn into a dick, I go even further. <laughs> like, you know, cause, cause I'm just like, no, no, man, you came here. Like you came here. I just, I didn't, I, and I say it, I say anything in my show. Like you came here. I didn't break into your house and start doing this. Like you're, you came to my house. Don't treat my house like shit. You know what I yeah. mean? That, because I, I don't, I want people to have fun. That's, you know, I'm your escape. Right. The world, the world has so much going on and it's just a big as escape for me as it is for you. So when we're having fun, we're having fun. And I, I don't think I, I take nothing. Um, nothing is offside. I, I really don't. <laughs> I, I don't believe, you know, that you shouldn't joke about that. You shouldn't right. you know my joke. My, my job as a comedian is to make you laugh at something that you never thought you'd laugh at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether you know, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, I got it. Like it's just like you can you can be like, oh God, I shouldn't have laughed about that. You know, like but he did make me laugh. You know, you know that, that I I love that. But when people get angry, I'm like, no, no, you're not allowed to get angry because it was funny. I can tell by the 99% of the room laughing that was hilarious. So you can't say it's not it's not not funny. So you know what? When I the first couple of shows, when I would leave the show, I had this tension. It was like I. <laughs> I felt, oh, I got out of the show. It was like, wow, that was, <laughs> that was intense, man. Like, you know, usually you go to a show, you're laughing your head off and you got the, the giggles and it's just funny. Right. With your show, it's hilarious. But the whole time you just got the, you're kind of on the edge of your seat, getting mm. all uncomfortable because that person's just taking it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I, there's two things that, that uh, I hear that make me laugh and one thing makes me really happy is i like when friends bring friends and they mm-hmm. say i enjoy watching their reaction to what you do so exactly. i don't i don't even pay attention i'm busy laughing at my friend laughing at you 
Right. So that which you know, it's a huge ego boost. And the other thing that makes me laugh at is, is somebody will say, "I don't like going to stand-up comedian. I get really nervous for that person that's on stage." <laughs> like they they're are terrified. They've seen they've obviously seen stand-up at some point where somebody didn't do well. Yeah. And they cannot handle seeing that train wreck, and they think everybody's going to be like that. Which well, is I, I'm actually similar in that sense. Like whenever I watch like Idol or, mm-hmm. or those types of shows where they're they're put on in in front of people and they fucking bomb, mm-hmm. I have to leave the room. I when I'm watching TV with the family or whatever, and I Just, see them bombing, to me that is brutal. It's and, well. Yeah. It is. It is brutal because it's it's kind of a it's a dick move that whole show because because <laughs> at the end of the show it's oh we got the best of the best but they knew who the best of the best was before right. but their their whole thing is to destroy people you know what I mean like just <laughs> like they pay they spend so much time on these guys that are just horrible you're just like no that's why I I enjoy the voice because they they don't yeah. put anybody on there that's horrible right, like. Right. They, you know, but they might not do well that night, but you still go, that, that person was really good and they didn't get picked, but you know. Totally. When the voice came on, it was like, okay, this one's more for me because yeah. the other one, it was like constant. Oh. All, every, every other one, actually, I would say more than every so often you'd have a champion. The rest of them yeah. suck balls. And I, think, it, I think that's from you, you know, playing music and having to go to open mics and seeing that it's not comfortable when you're there and there are people are, you're just like, <laughs> like you're wondering where their brains are. You're like, oh, I, you, you did, cause like, that was great. And you're like, uh, no, that was, that was not great at all. There was a guy when I started in Vancouver that had been doing open mic nights for 10 years. And I was just like, dude, you, and he was, it was horrible. Was it like and, therapeutic for him or something? I don't know. I never, you know, at that point I was just like, I was, I was young. I can't believe how much I'm saying. Like I was young and, and really driven and he was just in the way. You know what I mean? So, but now I probably would have done a little bit more research. Like, or do you have a job that you go to? Does this let you escape? Because I go to this place in Minneapolis, and there's this kid that is just—he's awfully on the spectrum, but he—and he makes me laugh. But the crowd is just like, "What's going on?" You know. And he's—he's he's basically been doing it for years. But I put him on my show when I, I put—I like give him a Thursday night, come up and do ten minutes, let him do ten minutes, right. and he just just makes me laugh. Because, and he just—he just—I love stand up, and the fact that I get to go on stage just makes my day. So you know, I'm at that point where I'm like, when somebody. It makes somebody's day. It makes me happy, you know, rather than the guy that has the day job that is actually funny at work and is able to be funny on stage, but doesn't respect what the other people do, you know? Right, right. Well, yeah, you, when you have in any profession, same in hockey with uh, uh, you go on the ice in the off season and every so often you'd have someone out there that uh, doesn't quite make the grade. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, you're like, in the what, way. what the fuck are you doing on here? Yeah. And you, you're a lot less um, sympathetic, understanding to all the other things outside what could be built mm-hmm. around this and why he's here. And when you're a young kid and full of piss and vinegar, I, I, I yeah. agree. It's the same thing. You don't have that 
understanding or even want to understand. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to have empathy when you're really driven, you know, that's something you learn as you go along. Like right. there's very, you know, uh, my dad didn't understand me wanting to be a comedian. So he didn't teach me, you know, you know, be empathetic to people that are around you and blah, blah, blah. My dad was a mechanic. You get in there, you do your work, you come home. And you, it's not, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're not good at being a mechanic, things go off the edge of the, of, you know, so you get fired. You know? <laughs> it wasn't, a, nobody went in to, to uh, escape from the world and be a mechanic. You know? right. <laughs> so, so it was very, and obviously your dad was, you know, your parents were the same, like, well, he's going away to play hockey. What? You know, they didn't get, you know, that yeah. thing. So we have to, we have to learn. And I think younger guys learn from us, you know, to get that empathy. Yeah. Well, it's kind of what I do, right. With the, right. I, but a lot of, a lot of my coaching and stuff was, based around how all the shitty stuff I did and, and learning about it and under, finally coming around and understanding the, right. all the shit I did, right? And, and some people never come around. Some people are still uh, angry about their lives and that they didn't get this or that or whatever. But uh, if you manage to figure it out, you become more like, like you said, bring that guy on your show. And like, right. would you have done that when you're 22? No, nah, I wouldn't have. Nah, you know, you you know, you wouldn't have. He's just—they're in the way. They're in the way. Yeah. And for me, for me, coming from Terrace to to Vancouver to New York to L.A. for a long time, the people that were in the way made me very mad. Like because <laughs> I'm just like, you grew up in L.A. and you suck and you've got money and you just get to go on stage because you're just able to hang out. I have to go out and make money to survive to be in L.A. You know right. what I mean? You are in my way. You right. are nowhere near funny enough to be around me. Like that, that kind of, <laughs> it, it, it took me a while. And I, I don't know if it, it was, you know, I got to a point financially where I, it, it didn't bother me, but you know, right. anymore, like it relaxed me. But for a long time, it was people that were in the way annoyed me. You it's know? kind of weird, oddly weird how similar many, most professions can be. Like you get, you, you know, at the beginning you're, you're like you said, angry and, and really just trying to steamroll your way through. Mm -hmm. And it actually kind of fuels you. And then you get kind of to a certain point and, and uh, it's more, you're more focused on just doing a good job. And then at the end, right. You're really, really trying to help people. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm at the end, but I, feel, I just feel like, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel I'm done dusty. <laughs> I feel like, oh my God. <laughs> Come on, Eames. <laughs> Don't be under the bus like this. Come on, let me live for a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, I just, I, it's, it's weird, you know. It's, it's just, uh, I, think, I think that's where coaches like you uh, come into play, though, to help a guy learn that earlier than later. Because mm. I remember you telling me about, um, you, you brought him down, Jack, to the, to the, you told me, you know, a year or two ago, he wouldn't have been able to do this during the season. Right. Like you helped a guy escape his mind. And that's, uh, you know, the fences that we put up are, are, are what keeps us from, from that, getting to, well, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, when you watch, it's not hockey. It's no, it's just comedy. It's like in everybody's lives and whatever they do, um, you're your own, fucking worst enemy at times your own, your, own, your own worst enemy and yeah. 
And I, I, I think for me, the more I do things, the funnier I am. And I think that's with every career, mm. you know, it, it's, it's amazing what I can take away from watching a hockey game to let me have fun on stage. And I think guys going to, you know, I've heard interviews before where they go see a musician and they see that guy's work ethic and they don't realize that he has to have work ethic to be that musician. I mean, yeah. learn, learn, learning things, just learning things, you know. Yeah. And, from he, other, and if, if you put fences up, oh, I can't do that because we're playing hockey right now. That'll, you know. Yeah. yeah. Do you, um, I was going to ask you, and I never asked you because, I don't know, we just always talked about other stuff. But uh, hockey-wise, I see you're wearing a nice hat. Oh. Okay, so. <laughs> yes. So. And I've also seen you chumming around with the San Jose boys. Now, you can honestly answer me now because yeah. I don't work for the Kings anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but you're in Hermosa. Uh, at the, that was your home club. But you're hanging with the San Jose boys. Then I see you're doing stuff there. And you're, where is it? Where do your loyalties lie? My, if, if it came down to it where they said you could only cheer for one team, right. it would be the Vancouver Canucks. That's that. Oh. That's 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 the Canucks are my team. For my when I was a kid, we had the calendar up on the wall. Right. Uh, I, you know, I wanted to be Dennis Kearns when I was growing <laughs> up. So, which is funny because one night I'm in I'm in Minnesota and I'm doing a show and this guy comes up to me and goes, "Hey man, you're from Canada?" And I go, and I go "Yeah, yeah." And he goes, "So am I. My name's Dennis Kearns." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like. I used to be you all the time when we were playing street hockey. This is bizarre. <laughs> he, he was coaching. I can't remember where he was coaching, but they were in Minnesota for the night, uh, for, you know, and they had the night off and they came to see the comedy show. And I was just like, this is so bizarre. So, uh, but yeah, I was, I was a Canucks fan all the way through. I, I went through every Jersey. I, I thought every year was going to be next year. Uh, uh, <laughs> when the, when they, when they, was it 82 when they went to the, the finals? Um, a couple of them came, the came up. Yeah, with the Islanders, a couple of them came up that summer and went fishing in Terrace, and uh, they did a, a signing, and I stood in line with all the whole town. We all stood in line to get Vancouver Canucks autographs, you know, you know two of them, and uh, yeah, yeah, Canucks. But I love the game. Like, the game the game has been has helped me through, you know, down times with mm. coaching. Uh, um, you know, I did stuff. Like, I've, I've done stuff with the game that's, like, uh, I, you know, I've done Christmas parties for a lot of the teams. Um, uh, I, I, when, when, um, the Staples Center opened, uh, a friend of mine worked there and they said, Hey, I, I know you love hockey. Would you, and, and, you know, so this is when I was like, just started when I was just getting to LA and I told you I was grinding through right. it, said, would you want to be an usher and just watch the games? And I was like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds fun. So I went there. <laughs> I went there, right? And I was an usher for exactly one game when they told me, they said, they gave everybody where they had to be. Yeah. They put me at a door, uh, like one of the doors going to upstairs. So like I'm at a door outside of the building. I'm like, hey, I can't see the game. And they're like, yeah, you have to, you're here to work. And I'm, I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm one, one, the, one game? One game. And they're like, well, they're like, well, you'll work where we, where we work. And I go, and I go, no, nah, that's not happening. I quit. <laughs> And I had gotten a ride with a guy and I watched the game and waited for him to get a ride home. <laughs> so that, that, that lasted one day. And then that same year, uh, a friend of mine was the assistant for the president of Fox and Fox was, uh, I think had hockey at that time, whatever they had, they had, um, 
they had their their suite and he didn't like hockey at all so i got every like i got the suite of fox's suite for every game and i just take no, 10 or 12 people with me and we'd sit in the suite i was good like i took kids uh, and their families when i was coaching and stuff i took other com comedians and just you know sit there so yeah so canucks actually funny thing with the canucks is after i retired i was you know itching to just be around the guys again kind of thing so right. i ended up joining the canuck alumni right um, and i knew a bunch of people i never played with the canucks i actually i went to their camp in 91 but i never played with the canucks so uh i wasn't an actual alumni alumni but i was part of the alumni so for years i skated with them on wednesdays and um it was funny because i remember the first couple times i went out there were a lot of old dudes and, right. and I had just retired and I, w I was playing forward though. So I wouldn't, none, yeah, yeah, yeah. myself, Billy Ranford, Kirk McLean, none of us played in that. That's <laughs> we awesome. all played forward, but there were guys like uh, Orland, uh -huh. Curtinback and uh, like, you know, Odlison and all these guys that I grew up uh, my first uh, introduction to hockey through my father and uh, were these guys and awesome. they're on the ice. And I got, I remember at one time I took a face off and Orlin uh, pushed aside somebody. I think it was Cliffy and Cliff Ronning aside. <laughs> he said, I'm taking it. And he, he's old, like an older, an old man, but he's this beast. Just massive. And he, he put a stick down and he, he just looked at me and right when they dropped the puck, he smashed my stick right out of my hands. And he was joking, but I was like, this guy's 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you could tell he was, I can imagine when he played. What a, what a beast he was. Yeah, like all around beast, like good hockey player, but like. <sighs> Heavy, so heavy, but yeah, it was a lot of fun those years. There was a, a bunch of guys that had been around for like a long time. So you had your Cliff Ronnings and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. you also had these older guys that it was uh, it was pretty neat because that's what I grew up around, right? Right. I, I, I'm I'm a Canucks fan. I, so so the way I know everybody. So uh, there was a comedy festival in Vancouver, and in two thousand is two thousand ten when the Olympics were. And 2008 was when the lockout was. When was the lockout? I think it was just before that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they some for some reason they put together a, a celebrity uh, hockey player thing, uh, and it played three games: two in two in Vancouver, no, two one in Vancouver and two in Whistler. Or I can't remember how it worked. What so so? And it was during the lockout. So it was it was it was it was you know big names like. Uh, um, uh, Burke, it was Burke was running it. Uh, okay, you know, Brian, so Brian Burke. So, yeah. uh, and I got to play in that. Um, oh, cool. So I got to know, you know, some of the players. We had a good time, but I got to know uh, the trainers more because they okay. the trainers weren't working. So, um, you know, Burke brought them in to get them some money in their pockets. Is basically, you know, so right. so I got to know. Um, 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 I became really tight with Jamie Hendricks. I don't know if you remember Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he used to work there, and and uh, Pat O'Neill, and and uh, you know those those guys, and Red was still there, and mm -hmm. um, I got to know those guys. And I was in Vegas a couple years later, 
and there was an equipment thing there and all the, uh, you know, uh, Hendrix and O'Neill were there and Hendrix brought in like five other guys from around the league to see my show. And I became friends with all these guys, oh, you know, like uh, 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 two boys were, were from, were from LA were there and I became tied with them because I'm just down the street. Right. So, right. so I hang out with Dana all the time, you know, so, so we, we see each other all the time. I became closest with him uh, up in, um, uh, in San Jose was, you know, was, those guys were there. Yeah. Um, uh, Winnipeg was at the show. You know, I became so I became tight with all these these trainers uh, uh, up there, and then I make sure I take care of them. You know, because a lot of people are like, oh, I just want to meet the you know the players. I'm like, well, the players come, players go. Who cares about them? You know, right. the, the trainers take it. You know, I remember getting to drink from the Stanley Cup. Like, there's no way. You know, like <laughs> when, <laughs> how am I drinking Orange Crush and vodka out of the Stanley Cup? You know, it's because I got invited to the parties because you know the kind of thing like that. So uh, I love the game, and I love the people that work in the game. I think the people that work in the game are, you know, a class act and, and just mm-hmm. great, great. Those guys great. work hard, man. Yeah, they work hard and, and they love it. And they, they, they make those guys on the ice shine. Oh, for sure. Know? So, for sure. yeah. Dane and is a huge fan of yours. Dane is great. Yeah. You know, so, you know, he brings, he brings, he brings so many people down there and all the guys come down. He brings in, he brought in the new regime just before everything went down. And, uh, you know, I've become friends with Marco Sturm out of it. You know, he, he loves to come out to the shows and he, he, he's always just got a huge smile on his face, which is, is makes me happy. So, and then, and then uh, I got to know DeBoer and, um, and Steve spot up in, in, in uh, San Jose. Right. That's how I got to know them. And then when, uh, when the Las Vegas team, started uh, um after the first year my buddy moved there and took over a bunch of their merchandise uh, right. he, he was actually from the music world and he ended up working uh, in there and he brought some people out to a show and they worked for the for the nights and they're like hey would you want to come out to this we're doing this um we're doing this auditions for uh, uh cheerleaders and ice cleaning and um, and uh, would you come out and be one of the judges? And I'm like, nope. But I'll make a video for you where I go undercover boss and pretend I'm starting, and I don't know how to skate, and I learn how to skate all in one day. And they're like, okay. So I did that, and they played that for a video of all all of, uh, in their building for a while. So that's so cool. That they know. Hey, man, they do it right there. Oof. They that is a yeah. yeah I yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty good when you because I I do go into a lot of buildings around the around the league, and I'm just right. like, ah, uh, yeah. You got to make it entertainment. You know, the game, the game is like nothing else, but there's, you know, there's parts where the game isn't happening. Right. Make people show up and want to be part of a party. No, they don't have to get drunk in the parking lot like it's an NFL game, but then once they get inside, you know. Right. So. Yeah, I know. I, I thought it was, and that was early, like, when, you know, when I was still with LA and, and they joined and the preseason, even just the preseason game, I was like, <laughs> holy fuck. This yeah. is crazy. I could, I knew it was going to be big. I didn't know how good they were, they were going to be, but I knew. Yeah. They I think that's, the, that's the way you do it with when you bring a team into a league is make them good. So the town gets oh, behind them too. Sure. But yeah. Sure. They do it the other way. Look at all the other teams. They're just yeah. scrimping yeah. and struggling. I really hope Seattle um, follows suit and does the same thing. And actually, <laughs> You know, um, eight months ago, I would have thought this was not uh, good, uh, a chance, and the timing would have been off. But now, since I'm out of, I'm not working, and they're coming around the corner. That would be one place I'd come back to, and that would be sick. That'd be good. I hope they do well there. 
I hope they do well there too. And I, I, I don't know, I don't know whether they push it for a year or what they do, what they do to help them, you know? Yeah. They might have to push it. Tough, tough time to be entering in right now, man. Mm-hmm. What is, that's kind it's of funny because if we say that, I, I seen a, a restaurant open up down the street and I'm like, what? Like you see something <laughs> open right now. You're like, what the, <laughs> you know? like just that's opening. What, yeah. Just opening. Like, I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know if you guys, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna do a takeout. That—that's that, a skit in itself. And that's an yeah. case. That—that that owner's going. Yeah, you know what? You yeah. know what I was thinking. <laughs> I think it'd be great to open a restaurant right now. We can get rent so cheap right now. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being at the bottom of an office building and opening up. This is gonna be fantastic. Oh, everybody's working from home. Oh, sh- oh. Uh, it's it's tough times. It's tough times, but. I, you know, it's and this is it may sound harsh after we talked about being empathetic. <laughs> uh, it we kind of needed a purge as far as businesses, you know, like you know, you needed to. You, some were just open, just to be open. Like you gotta, you gotta find that passion again to why why you want a business that's open. And I think you know, and I, and I I feel horrible for anybody that's lost it, you know their life savings and, and work, but there's some people you're just like, oh, this is, they're just getting out now because it's just, it's the easiest time for them to say, oh, we're shutting her down. I will say this, it, it does make people uh, step up their game yeah. <laughs> and think about things a lot more, like for anybody, myself, everybody that is uh, out of work or, 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 or looking for, in the past when, you leave a, for myself in particular, my job, my profession, you leave a job, you, you get your agent, look and find the other job and you go to that one. And you're not really thinking now with all that's going on, like you got to start, like I'm thinking, (laughs) you know, generally speaking about, okay, what am I going to do? If, if this doesn't happen and this doesn't happen, I need to get a fucking job. I need to, I need to live and I need to, I, uh, I, I was working with you. Yeah, I I, remember, I called up a friend and said, "Do you have an inn at Costco? I think I might have to get a job there." Like there was, it was because, dude, eight months of just seeing your bank account go boom, 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 just go down. Like when nothing's coming in, like yeah. nothing. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, it, and it, some people though, I, it scares me because some people, um, you know, battle with with uh, depression and things yep. that they can't control. Yeah. And turn it on into okay, think mode and like, uh, how can I, you know, try to create out of nothing? Some people right. have that, and that's great. And those people probably still get through and thrive. It's the other people that I, I'm scared for because yeah. there's that's there's a lot of people like that, you know. That, don't 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 be resistant to change. Like I, I've always, you know, I've always lived under. I don't know where I got it, but a long time ago, those those most resistant to change are the first to die, mm. you know? So you can't, you can't say no, no, you can't, you can say, uh, let me let you know. Cause when, when this all first started, people start, oh, I'm going to do shows on zoom. I'm going to invite people. I'm like, uh, that's not stand up, but let, I'll do it. But let's not call it stand up. 
okay <laughs> stand up as a crowd and then uh and then and then pervert started just joining these things and just showing their balls off it was very bizarre it was just so so bizarre as shit <laughs> i just i was at a show and, they said, That's what, and i was doing a, a zoom show this one of my friends set up and he put out the code to everybody <laughs> and so and somebody just put it on Facebook and just sent it out, and, and it just it just went everywhere. And just went sideways. Yeah, I just oh sideways. It just, I, I, just as it's about to start, he's like, I'm like, hey, there's a dude just jacking up there. So and he's like, oh my god. And then there's another guy just you know doing weird stuff, and then some some guy with a swastika, and you're just like, oh god, you screwed up, my friend. So your video plugging. just went off. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, I had to plug in. That's uh, <laughs> that is funny. That's comedy in itself, though. <laughs> it's comedy in itself. It was. I just sat there. I was because you know you can see people, and I was just like, let's just watch people's eyes as they find them. You see people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just see them click out of the room as soon as I see them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Like that's legit. That happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow. I guess when you open for the El Segundo up, Comedy Festival, they decided they were going to do some virtual shows, and on their first night, they decided they would put it out to everybody, and then after that, they're like, "Oh, these are all going to be private." Yeah. Ouch. So, that's so got to be for your profession. That's that that has to be a challenge. You uh, to try to think outside the box and and yeah. uh, make it funny because you're you you know your comedy is so interactive and yeah i it's funny i i kind of i've done some i do some here and there and it's it's funny because i just get basically get to come into your into your house and chirp what's on your wall you know <laughs> what i do just make fun of people's walls mm. i like i like it when one person had just like one one picture up i'm like huh you're around the bag has come around, if you will. Yeah. It's 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 gotten because when I went on it, you just it was really early, and you yeah. were having trouble with the audio and different yeah. things. And we've we've I I, I the, around the bag started with it was an idea I had a couple years ago, and I was just like, what can you know? What can we do with? And it was just for other comics. Like I just get three other comics on and just do pop culture with them in a game show form. And, and that way we could just, you know, kind of give ourselves a panel show to advertise, you know, what we're doing that week, like build the, build it up. Right. But mm -hmm. I never, I could never figure out, all right, well, what kind of, what kind of platform do I use, you know, to do this? And then all of a sudden everything stops and I'm like, well, I guess this is a good time to investigate. Right. So my friend uh, told me about this one uh, Be Live or something. When was we started out, and it turned out to be a Russian thing. So I'm sure we all got hacked, uh, <laughs> you know. So so we started with that, um, and it was it, you know it was good. And then I moved on to the Streamyard, uh, onto Streamyard, and that it got better. And uh, you know it's moved on to microphones and cameras and soundboards. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And lights and. Uh, now I got an IT guy came. And he's like, I really like this. I want this to work. So it's, you know, it's only, it's not huge. It's only about 2000 people. We get, you know, watching a week we get uh, on all our platforms. So, you know, it's, it's not huge yet, but I've just started, you know, this is the next thing is I've started concentrating on my social media, my YouTube, getting people to follow my YouTube right. and, and, and telling people about it because I, I've, 
I'm, I'm much, I'm much of the way my, my mind works, get the, get the, the product good before you get the people. Cause a lot of people get the people before the product. Right. So, so well, no, yeah. that's, that's great. That's a good way to look at it. I think, you know, work on, yeah. cra- on the actual craft and then unleash yeah. it as opposed and I, to, I was doing them every day. I, 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 I turned and burned 57 of them in through like three or four months. And then I was just like, I can't do this. I have to, so I moved it to one a week, but it was great that I did so many to right. learn. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just, I watched a couple lately that um, I, and I hadn't watched for a while because I was, I was kind of, because I would see them on Facebook, right? And right. Uh, I hadn't been on Facebook for a while. And, I hate and, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyways, I, I watched, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is different. What, I got the fucking B show. <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, I, sh- I need to invite some people back and, and let them know what's going on. Uh, and we start, we've started, uh, you know, I, I'm working with a couple guys. We take a clip out and we animate it and he animates it. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of, kind of cool. And yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a fun thing. And the, the thing that kept me going, what, you know, was everybody that was on, it was like, I had so much fun. Like it mm-hmm. just, I escaped. You didn't ask anything too serious. I don't know. The, that's a big thing. Like, how do you get those questions? And it's just, it's just, you know, it's three, three forms. So in the first one, it's just random questions from my brain. And the second, and in the second group, it's, uh, they have to pick it. They have to pick between two things. And, I, and then we discuss why they picked it, but they, they seem to melt down. And when I give them two things to pick from, they're like, why would you ask me that? I'm like, I don't, don't read anything into it. And then the third one, I just get random trivia off the internet and they just like, and then, and then one of them becomes my best friend, my BFF for the week. That's what, that's what oh, you yeah. win. Yeah, you win. You become my BFF. The, so. um, the first one, if, if people know you well, would, I think, scare them the most. Right. From your brain. Yes. <laughs> There's no precursor. There's no, no. You've got, you don't know where that's going. No, we, we seem to have missed. There's a couple, there's a couple of yield signs that have been, that definitely have been <laughs> blown through. <laughs> Uh, do you keep it uh fairly g or rated or no 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 i i just the one the one thing uh i've learned lately and this is probably i i get i get fired up at people that uh that say you've got to be g rated or you got or that you can't do this something something that blah blah it's killed uh uh comedy you know it's it's um people need safe spaces all that and i'm just like no it's our job right it's our job to find the people that want to listen to us and it doesn't matter how g-rated i am or clean i am i always get complaints like there's always <laughs> a complaint so just do it you just, you right. just do it because they're going to complain anyways right so why not let myself laugh and then have them complain because because there's nothing worse than you know when you're when you're you edit something and then there's oh that's filthy oh oh, oh, oh. and I'm like holy crap what's that filthy because if you heard what I really wanted to say <laughs> so I guess you got to just do what feels right and and the yeah. people that do like you 
That's, yeah. that's who you focus on, I, I would guess, no? You build your community, right? That's right. what, they, that, that's, I know it's a, it's a saying from the, the whole, when they talk, when you read anything about uh, doing YouTube or, or a podcast, you build a community. But at the end of the day, you really do. And community just means you're building your fans, you know, right. you build the fans that have the same, the same like-mindedness as you. And it doesn't, doesn't mean that it's everything, but it's for the most part that, they're, you know, they have your sensibilities. So, right. Well, the yeah. whole point that I decided to do this podcast was simply, you know, I had the idea for a while, but you know, like you said, with the whole COVID thing, it kind of made your brain go into do right. mode and, and, and kind of got me to do this. But the whole reason was I, I just wanted to do something that kind of interested me. And, mm -hmm. and that I, all these conversations that I've had with my buddies, people I know, interesting people, different, really cool things and, and shit, I thought that would, that would actually probably translate well on, on, on audio and, and a podcast and the ones that don't like it don't have to fucking listen to it. Right, right. <laughs> and the ones that do though, it's a, it, like a good outlet, a good release. Cause I listen to them all the time now on my walks and runs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the topic goes a little bit off for me and, and that's okay. But when it's in your kind of wheelhouse, it's a, your mind. It's, I think it's, I think it's a great thing. I thought yeah. it's kind of weird how podcasts have taken uh, it, it, the, you know, speaking into a, a mic is so old school, but it's kind of right. come full circle and, and really make people more interactive in that sense. I, I yeah, and I think it gives us kind of, um, gives you your own radio station you can build. Like yeah, I can, yeah. I can have your, yours. I like it. So if I, I want to listen to yours, I want to, I want to hear, I want to hear about a guy that's played hockey and all the people that he's met along his journey, which right. is basically how you describe yours, right? Right. So, well, it's, it's not just about hockey, but it's people that you've met on your journey because of hockey, right? right. I love, I love the, uh, I, th I think the funniest podcast out there is Spitting Checklist. I love, I love a guy that, you know, the two guys that have played in the NHL, one guy that, you know, admits that he partied too hard and one guy <laughs> that, 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 you know, comes from, comes from a silver spoon. If you listen to him, you know, they got a silver spoon. And then, and then the guy that just loves hockey that just, and, and they all, they all smoke pot together. You know, it's just, <laughs> I love, it just makes me laugh. And they, they give you an honest opinion about the sport, you yeah. know, they, and, and life, they give you their opinion Yeah, and they all come from different backgrounds. And I think it makes it, I think it's, it's so great. And then, and then I listen to, uh, a YouTube podcast, like uh, there's about learning YouTube and I flick through some, but I love hearing how people started with nothing and built it into something and, yeah, and, cool. and the things that you need to pay attention to and the things that you will over pay attention to that really mean nothing. And the, you know, like the words and you know, there's, there's, when you, when you go onto YouTube and you, you're, you're trying to do things, there's just, when you're trying to edit, you're just like, oh, it's overwhelming. I'm like, I'm not, you know, like, what, how does, what, what does this mean? So, you know, this YouTube, you know, thing helps me out and learns. And then I like a, a serious hockey talk. And when I listen to 31 thoughts with uh, Elliot Friedman, you know, I like that. Yeah, no, he's, so, he's good. He's very good. Yeah. One, one of the podcasts, speaking of, we just mentioned that, hang on, let me get my notes. Hey, by the way, this is the most prep and I didn't do much, but most prep I probably did since I was in grade eight. Nice. Um, my son, Jonah, <laughs> the, 
wanted to know uh, your mom's house. Your mom's house, yeah. It's his favorite podcast. <laughs> I'd love to know. I'd love to know how he found them. Let me know how he found okay. them. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll ask him for sure. But Jono, <laughs> he's like uh, I, I'll never forget when he, he came up and he Jonah's really chill, but he was like all excited. He's like, you know who is on your your mom's house? And I'm like, first of all, what the fuck is your mom's hey, house? I didn't know. Are you bringing up my mom? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's only my favorite podcast. And I'm like, okay. He goes, Ian Bag was on it. I'm like, no way, it's cool. He goes, no, 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 seriously. Ian Bag was on. This is like the best podcast out there. And he, he was complete. Now it was different. I knew before he knew I knew you and stuff, but he wasn't. You He's weren't, like, yeah. you no, weren't yeah. an elite person. In That's that funny. I was, just a, I was just a dude you knew. Yeah. Now you've, you went up to another status for him. <laughs> And he was just stoked. And he said, uh, here, look here. He said when he watched it, he'd never heard the, those, there's the two guys? It's a, uh, it's a, guy, it's a, it's a married couple. It's married a, a couple. Thompson, okay. Tom Segura and Christina Pazinski, yeah. Okay, he said that they, they, he'd never heard them laugh so hard. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And, and he listens I, I don't, to it all the time. It, it's such a dick move to say, but I don't even listen to it. <laughs> But they're this because they're my friends, and also I can't keep up because they got so much going on. Like we talk about friends that you know we all hung out, and you go one way and they go the other way. That's them. Like they're they're like we were in South Africa together for a month, you know, and we were like tight as could be, and then we come back, we're tight as can be, and then we all start going away. We all start going on and do our thing. Now I'm traveling all the time. They're traveling. They end up, you know. They start this podcast. I do one of the first ones from their from their garage, you know, and then and I and I, I, I keep getting messages all the time. Why did you ever? Why don't you ever go in your mom's house? I'm like, fuck! I'm one of the first guests. You fucking dicks. <laughs> and, and then so so and then it, and it blows up huge, and and it, 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 things are just like rolling for them, and I'm grinding. You know, and they're rolling. so so, and I just I just you know, and I get clips here and there, but I was never you know sitting down and listening to it. And also, they've got you know so many different. They've got a couple of different podcasts. I didn't know which one I was supposed to listen to. Oh, they have more than one. Yeah, they got they got two bears, and then Christina's got one with uh, um, um, uh, Doctor Drew. You know, and in like that, yeah, like oh, really? got, yeah, they're 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 you know, and and they're the nicest people. They're so nice, and they you know they've had a couple kids over the years, and they're just you know they it couldn't happen to a nicer couple. You know, like they oh, just cool. they make me, and they're just they just they they're they're so goofy. It's it's their relationship when, from for me is like just it's hanging out with your best friend when you're a teenager it's like when i watch them they just seem like best friends like two, two dudes hanging out <laughs> except for one of them's got sweet tits <laughs> no, the, and they and it just they're just they're i i have so much fun hanging with them you know uh i remember so i i don't know how it happened but i lost my shoes when we, when we i had to go to i like i had to go to 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 the mall as soon as we got to south africa because i had to get shoes i was i was checked into the hotel with no shoes and I'm going, how and the hell and and and, and, and it's like Ian, you've got no shoes on and i'm like it's africa <laughs> Ouch. i'm not the only one you know <laughs> 
we had so much fun there. Uh, we were uh, just, it was so stupid. It was good. You guys yeah, just like, decided to go there or did you have shows? Oh, no, there? we, we did, uh, we did, uh, we did uh, a festival. We were, we were there for the Nando's chicken festival and we were there for a month. <laughs> yeah it was it was it was so much fun it was it was just it's just us hanging out and then there was a couple of goofy people on the show and we bonded we had a great time yeah cool. i did i did i did that one with them and then i did another one a couple of years earlier and i did that one with trevor noah oh, okay. and, and you know it's another thing of like uh you know I, I met trevor and i was just like oh this kid's gonna be huge like he was already a star in south africa he was on billboards all over there and I'm just like, this dude's going to be, you know, like, he's a good looking guy. He's funny. I'm watching him and, he, and blowing up and people, the girls are just, you know, lusting for him. And the guys want to hang out with him. Right. Which is always the way a star is. Right. Right. So, and I just say, you know, you're going to be huge. Just pick, pick wisely who you work with because they're, they're all going to come running. And he's like, okay. And then, and then when he got over here, he, he couldn't work. I can't remember what happened, but he couldn't work. So he'd just come hang with me on the road, he'd just go and do shows like open for me and stuff like that. And I was like, I was just like, uh, shouldn't I be on the daily show too? <laughs> shouldn't I be a correspondent, you motherfucker? <laughs> but you know, it's just one of those things where you're just like, oh, you just, it's, it's so much fun hanging. The people that, when you see people that you really enjoy hanging with and that you know are good people, do well it's really a good feeling so and and christina and tom are just so fantastically funny and stupid and just offside and i love it yeah yeah and they make me feel like i can say anything on their show and right. they'll have fun where you know other others you can tell that they're they're not you're not supposed to be the funny one you know you know <laughs> that you've been on and i won't say it's any well, I gotta ch I gotta check that out because Jonah Jonah swears by it. He said it's hilarious. I'd love to know how he found them. Like, uh, I know they were part of the Rogan crew. I think for a while. I think they were. Oh, okay. So oh, he, he, he Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. He um Jonah. I know Jonah listens to him. I he actually listens to a bunch of different ones, and he's got a interesting sense of humor. Like he, you you mentioned the word offside and and did, like just odd odd takes like he the, the different types of comedians he listens to and podcasts he listens to are kind of all over, all over the map that's cool yeah that's i don't think you you put yourself into one you know you, you go all over the place yeah no that's i cool. try not to i try not to be influenced that's i've always that's why I, one of the reasons i don't listen to too many you know comedian podcasts because i don't want to be influenced by other comedians you right. know i don't so when when do you listen to comedian no i listen i listen to you know hockey podcasts which is great about about spitting chicklets is they're able to make me laugh so hard and they're not influencing me you know it's not i'm never going to do a hockey podcast you know i'm not going to be i'm going to be i'll be probably on hockey podcasts but i'm not going to be doing what they do right which is is, is fun you know yeah jumping into someone else's genre can be testy yeah, I want to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the 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 guy R A on on that one. He does yeah. a good job of being, you know, an outsider. Yeah. Excellent job. Like yeah. he he has an opinion here and there, but it's he doesn't. You you know when you get that person mm -hmm. that's oversteps his boundaries, like mm -hmm. into ho the hockey realm. And you mean every other Canadian that didn't make the NHL? Does <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I could have made it. There just wasn't enough teams. 
That's the one nice thing about working when I was uh, in LA is tons of fans, but no one really ever proclaimed <laughs> that they knew. Be an expert. Yeah. Not, I never met anyone anyways. A lot of diehard fans and they could be like passionate and angry or whatever, Yeah. but never stepped over the line into they knew what they were talking about better than say, yeah, um, Rob Blake or whoever. But yeah, yeah, which is very Canada's Canada. different. Canada. Canada, you can't go to if you're if you're in that world, and you're at the grocery store, and they're not gonna say, hey, hey, have a good day. They're gonna say, hey, I was thinking about this. You know, yeah. <laughs> that you guys should probably do this. I was looking at your power play, and I was wondering if you guys thought about shooting. <laughs> well, I have all this all the gear I wear in, in work and all and stuff, a lot of, I've got so much LA shit right. and it happens all the time. Someone will come up and go first. They'll be like big LA fan. eh?" And I'll be like, yeah. And they're like, why do you have all, it doesn't look like normal stuff. And I'm actually was, so Canadian. <laughs> I noticed you can't get that. <laughs> I think they know, but they wouldn't try to. So you say, oh, I was a coach and they're like, Oh, fuck. They're struggling. Eh? And then it just starts, and I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I'm trying to work out. I always here. say you're an announcer. You were an announcer. I was an announcer. <laughs> then. I was an announcer. But it's, they all become critics, eh? I love because I have so much stuff from all the teams, right? So I love when I put on a put on a Vegas hat with an LA jacket with the Winnipeg Jets bottoms. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> or or me going going down to a game. And going down, going down to the dressing room, and realizing that I'm wearing a Canucks thing, and the Canucks aren't playing, so having to zip, <laughs> zip it up so nobody can see them. Sitting in the St. Louis dressing room with a Vancouver Canucks. That's such a tool. Yeah, uh, the, um, the funny thing is, is I I did it a couple times. I put on Winnipeg shorts, LA shirt, and. Uh, Coonland Red Star toque on workout <laughs> and uh, I was walking out the door and I think one of the kids was like what are you Pick doing? A team. What are you doing? And I'm like it's funny you know. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. I, I, I thought no, it was it's funny. hilarious. No I, I'm that guy. I'm that guy <laughs> that'll get on a plane with three different teams on. <laughs> I was here's here's a great uh so one day uh before we wrap I'll tell tell this uh I'm I jump on a plane and I sit next to this guy I walk in and he's sitting there and I see him wearing a Vancouver Grizzlies shirt yeah and I was like I'm all excited I'm like this guy's got to be from Vancouver I'm like so he's wearing the jersey right and I'm like but it's it's something about it I can't tell there's something there's something just off about it and I and I go hey you're from Vancouver and he goes uh no uh, I go, he goes, why? And I go, well, you're wearing a Vancouver Grizzlies jersey and not many people wear those at all, you know? He goes, oh, no, my band makes these and they just give them to me and I'll wear them. And I, and I go, what band are you? And he goes, I'm in Wu-Tang. And, and, and no. I, go, I go, oh, what's your name? He goes, I'm Ghostface Killer. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to play Candy Crush over here and be very, very white. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I wanted to ask you before we, we finish, I don't want to forget this. I wanted to ask you like, as far as, um, 
big stars because you know being in LA and I've been there for many years you you don't really realize until you live there how mm-hmm. many how many times like you just walking by and you're like oh there's that person there's that person right. happens quite a bit but you know you're actually in the pr- profession um do you have a story a, a good one a funny one where and and not a oh I'm buddies with this person but more like a horror story or <laughs> or uh this person's a douche story or <laughs> I got a good, I got a good Brad Pitt story that that's, that's, okay. it's not, I, it's, hear it. I don't know if he's a douche and I, cause I still like him after. So I'm working on the red carpet for the SAG awards about 10 years ago. And uh, he's married to Angelique Jolene. Right. And she's, 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 I, so they tell me, Hey, look, these two are coming over. There's a chance that you might interview them. I'm like, and I'm looking, I'm looking down the row because it's, you know, one of those enter, enter, uh, interview rows, right. entertainment tonight, uh, hard copy, you know, like all the big names. And then there's Ian bag from, for the SAG awards. <laughs> I get Brad Pitt. So, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, oh, well, let's make this interesting. So the interview starts and I go, so what's your name, fella? <laughs> And he wasn't buying it at all. He's no? Like, Brad Pant. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> and I said, have you ever had a chocolate-covered pretzel? And he's, and he's like, he just, looked at me. he just like looks at me and he's like, yeah. And he's like, just disgust. I'm like, oh, you are not going for this at all. He's just, you know, fucking little weasel. Come on. <laughs> Uh, but his, he was he was busy paying attention to his wife at the time that was a couple over and you could tell you know now that he wasn't in a good spot in that relationship so <laughs> but I, I loved being able to ask him <laughs> what's your name fella and I remember the, the the publicist came up to me can you act a little bit more excited you didn't seem excited at all and I go well it wasn't Wayne Gretzky <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted one of those. Because uh, awesome. there's got to be so many of those. Uh, I've had so many, so many. I've had some interesting run-ins with people that I started with that are now stars. And you're just like, hey, man, I've seen you bomb a lot. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so. That's no different in 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 our profession. Yeah, it's but, it's all, it, but it's all good. You don't. I don't want. I wouldn't throw anybody other under the bus. Like I think that's a really funny Brad Pitt story, and he might be a douche, but I don't think he is. I just think he was dealing with other stuff. But it's great to be able to have a guy go. <laughs> I know. I know. You gotta take some take some credit for when you start off the freaking conversation, acting like who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah probably not the best <laughs> probably not the I best i'd laugh i'd laugh i don't know who i am why would you be at this well, i'm looking for wayne gritsky that's awesome hey i uh, I, I i do a lot of uh, on my on my show i pretend it's sponsored by wayne gretzky and i find these weird weird pictures of wayne gretzky I don't know oh, really? yeah like uh, there's there's one where he's just He's just, I'll send them to you, but he's just lying in, in a bed with Mr. Big chocolate bars and 7-Up and stuff and his Titan stick. And then there's another one. There's a bunch of them with his, he's got his, he's got his, his flow is just, just blonde as you wouldn't believe it. Just like, uh, and then there's a couple of them with him not wearing shirts. And yeah, it's, it's, I got to find some great, great Wayne Gretzky photos. He's just awesome. So He has some unreal ones, actually, especially so once he went got hooked up in LA he kind yeah. of he, 
He went Hollywood for sure. He went Hollywood, but his hair was his hair when he was in in Edmonton was pretty. You know, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not many people can rock that flow. No. Well, Thank hey, God. the um, this went on a lot longer than I thought it would, which is totally cool. I I had no, I oh, thought yeah. you know what if maybe it'll be short, maybe it'll be long, but uh, I had so much fun. Thanks, bud. Uh, I really appreciate you doing this, buddy, and and hopefully. Uh, I can continue to do this and we'll, we'll hook up yeah, again. Yeah. and get me, get me on your show. Now that it's actually a show, the freaking around the bag. I was, I couldn't believe it, man. It was so <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll get you back. I'll get All you right. back. All right. I'll, I'll get you back on. Right on. Thanks so much, bud. Thanks, man. I want to give my sincere thanks to Ian Bag for coming on the podcast and being my first guest. It's always such a gas talking with Ian. If you want to check out Ian and what he does, I recommend you go to Around the Bag at www.youtube.com slash C slash Ian Bag Comedy Channel. And that's bag with two G's, baby. You can also check out ianbag.com for all his upcoming shows and that I highly recommend my friends you go check it out and see him it's hilarious anyways I really hope you enjoyed the pod if you did I'd be stoked and grateful if you shared it with some friends I'll leave you with a new indie song that I think is pretty cool it's written and performed by my youngest son Matt and the song is called Use a Bitch <laughs> happy holidays everyone stay safe and God bless Myself. I don't ask no help, I don't get no relief, cause I'm a man I fell, I don't judge no one, no woman or son, unlike you, you ain't got no one, no shame, no name, just a follower, he's a snitch, no fame, no gain, just a contributor, he's a bitch. Should we die? All of these questions to get to the back. Hillary loves having a fun. All these questions to get to the dark. Keep him in line, letting us die. Nothing to give, thanks for the lie. Text him to hell, don't make him fight. Turn us away, no watch us die. No shame, no name. Just a follower, he's a snitch. No fame, no gain. 